0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Good morning everyone and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett and I want to thank you for being loyal listeners. We just celebrated our sixth anniversary on the air here, if you can believe it. And we have had so many fun and informative guests over the years. This week, it's no exception. We'll be talking with Renee Coltson shortly. She's the director of Reconnective Animals, an organization that she says uses energy and light for healing animals. It sounds very interesting. Then after our halftime break, our old friend Toby Scovron from the Pet Lou Company, has some pretty cool updates about his products that he is anxious to share with everyone. For those of you who remember Toby's last visit, he was quite an entertaining guy, so you're definitely in for a treat. Before we get started, we have to take a very quick station break, but stay with us and we'll be right back with a brand new edition of the Pet Place Radio Show here on K-Mozart. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on K-Mozart. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I would like to welcome to the show Renee Coltson from Reconnective Animals. Good morning, Renee. How are you today? I'm really
2: good, Marie. Thank you for having me.
1: Well, I'm real excited to be talking to you. You have a very unusual organization that I was not familiar with called Reconnective Animals, and I'm wondering if you could tell our listeners what your organization does and is and all that good stuff.
2: Well, Reconnective Animals is affiliated with The Reconnection, Dr. Eric Pearl's work, which is Reconnective Healing, which came in through Eric in 1993. He was a very successful chiropractor in Los Angeles. And suddenly one day after having an experience, things started to change with his chiropractic adjustments and what the patients were reporting and so on. So from that experience came Reconnective Healing.
0: What's
1: let, the experience that you're talking about? Well, his,
2: yeah, there is a whole book called The Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself, which gives a full um, dialogue of, of what happened with him. But once he returned back into his office the next Monday, his patients began reporting feeling his hands on them before he actually touched them, and they also were reporting going home and having people around them experience healings. And they also had a sense that other people were in the room. So it was pretty phenomenal what shifted with Eric's work after the experience he had. He had um, basically encountered these frequencies, the new frequencies of healing, which is a new level of healing accessible on the planet for the very first time. Recently, I'd say 1993 is pretty recent.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: when you uh, you know figure out how old the universe is, and it is new because it is here for the first time, but it's old because it is of the universe. So when he encountered these frequencies, sort of he was the key that opened the door for these frequencies for us to consciously interact with.
1: Can you explain what the frequencies are?
2: Yes. So
1: before I came
2: to meet Dr. Eric Pearl in 2000, I was a Reiki master teacher and also trained in various modalities as well as being just a natural healer for all of my life. Well, all of the healing modalities I did had to do with us channeling energy or filtering it through our own beingness. Well, with Reconnective Healing, what has really shifted, it's a new paradigm of healing, really. We are not... Channeling, it isn't going through the practitioner. We are interacting with these new frequencies, which is a more comprehensive spectrum with light and information. So, the healing modalities that we're accustomed to on this planet are basically interacting with energy, which is a bandwidth of energy. Okay. Okay, beyond energy and coming in from the u- universe, so these new levels, we don't call them energy. It's a spectrum of light and information. So, does that make sense?
1: Well, I'm totally confused. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. Well, it's beyond energy, and so okay. that's very hard to explain that, and because it does confuse people, but here's the thing. This work has been researched all over the planet by biophysicists and by scientists in laboratories, blind studies, over and over again. And what they have discovered is with energy wavelength healing modalities, energy dissipates the further you get away from the body. Mm-hmm. So when I did Reiki, I was either on the body or a few inches away from the body. And, and when I did natural healing, my hands were on the body. Well, with Reconnective Healing, it seems that it amplifies the further we expand away from the body so the person is on the table or the animal is wherever the animal is whether it's in its stall or it's in a kennel or wherever the animal is around the couch or on the floor the further we expand our connection with these frequencies we connect into the frequencies and we observe how the animal is reacting with what we call registers which are involuntary muscle group movements and as we distance ourselves away from the body whether it's a person or an animal there is an amplification of these frequencies which is totally different than energy so if i walked 20 feet away or 10 feet away or five feet away and i was doing an energetic healing modality it would dissipate With this, it gets stronger. Mind you, it is very effective hands-on. It's very effective close to the body. I mean, some people and some animals prefer to have a little closer interaction, as do children and elderly people. But the fact remains, the further we get away, in laboratory blind studies consistently, it amplifies.
1: Okay, what is the information portion? Of this energy that you're talking about,
2: information is that's a quantum physics term. It's used by quantum physicists all over the world, and it has to do with the communication into the body, into the DNA at the cellular level, and beyond that. Because I am not a quantum physicist.
1: Okay. <laughs> so how do you how do you actually use this for healing? I'm I'm still not it clear. heals
2: on all levels. So, how do we use it for healing? Mm-hmm. I don't understand the question. I guess. Okay,
1: let's say you have an animal, and I, I was reading your press release, and you were speaking about a farm animal that had a broken pelvis. I think it right, was right. That was a bull. Uh huh. And through this reconnective healing. I think by the next day it was running RAM like wow, it was okay. fine. Okay, so I understand so how, the question. how does the healing so actually in- repair a fracture?
2: We don't know that, Marie. <laughs> we can't tell you how it works. We just know it does. So when a practitioner interacts with these frequencies around any life, any anything that's alive, be it plant, people, or pets, it... Give them a connection to the fullness of the universe, and a healing, spontaneous or unfolding over time, can occur. We can't really tell you how it happens. Okay. You know, we don't know. We just know it does. And consistently, I've been doing this work for 13 years.
1: What kind of uh, health issues have you... Personally, dealt with during well, the years that you've been doing that.
2: I will share that with you after I make this statement. Okay. We do not approach this work from the point of view of treating symptoms. Okay. This is healing the whole. It's bringing in wholeness. It's allowing the universe to come through, and and facilitate the most appropriate healing for the animal or the person at this time. That being said, what I'm saying is I wouldn't go up to an animal with cancer with hopefully not even with the knowledge that the animal had cancer. It's mm-hmm. better if the practitioner does not have the information because then we start filtering and, director- and directing. So usually we do not know what is wrong. We usually, we typically will ask the person not to tell us what the issue is so we don't start getting in the way. We simply okay. allow the universe to to interact. That being said, name it, name it. I have in 13 years, I've seen amazing healings on all levels. Um, an emotional healing or a mental healing may not show up overnight, but let's just so let's just talk about physical healings. I've seen cancers disappear spontaneously. I've also seen tum- tumors diminish over a short period of time. Um, I'll I'll just give you a quick healing story. This happens to be um, a a zoo that called me in to work with a zebra. Mm -hmm. I did not know what the zebra's issue was. The zebra was nowhere near me. The zebra was out in its habitat, and it was at least a football field away. I looked at the zebra, connected through the field, simply by putting my attention on the zebra, the frequencies. I could feel the frequencies. I began interacting. The zebra responded immediately by looking at me and galloped to the fence and stood there for 20 minutes. The animal curators were quite amazed. What I did not know is that they had brought this zebra in to breed. He was not socializing with the female zebras, so they thought perhaps this would help. So they called me in. As soon as I was done, or actually, in that case, he was done, <laughs> and he wandered, he wandered right up to the herd of females, 11 months later, a, fe- a little girl was born. So, we don't know why the zebra wasn't interacting or socializing with the females. I have no idea. I didn't even know that until after the fact, when I got the call, wow, you know, he's interacting with the females, and 11 months later, I got a call that um, a female, a baby was born, and he just had his second this year. Well, that's a so pretty call. Cool. that wasn't a physical um, healing, but it certainly was a healing on, you know, probably multiple levels. But it's a great example of how this is because we aren't we don't always have the opportunity to be up really close to an animal
1: mm-hmm. that needs
2: assistance.
1: How do you actually know that you're channeling?
2: We're not channeling
1: or, or I I don't know what the term is that you are Interacting use. interacting with this energy and transferring it to the intended
2: patient. Well, I'm glad you use the word transferring because that's another word that doesn't really apply. Okay. And so we're not there is no transference between the practitioner and the animal or a person. We simply engage, we feel the frequencies, we work around or with our attention, we put our attention, it's not intention, it's attention on the frequencies and interact with them observing the connection. We're, in other words, the practitioners, connected to the universe. We access these frequencies, we feel the frequencies, we're connected to the universe. It's like a triangle. What are you
1: actually feeling, though, at that point?
2: Well, you know, we can feel many different things at different times. We're feeling the frequencies. So I wasn't feeling the zebra. I was making the connection through the field by putting my attention on the zebra. I was feeling the frequencies. Somebody asked me one time, what's does the kitten feel different than the cow? And my answer is, well, I'm not feeling the kitten or the cow. I'm feeling the frequencies. And how those frequencies feel from one person to the next, I mean, it's a full spectrum. It's a very comprehensive spectrum of frequencies. So I might feel a magnetic pull. I might feel like a stretching. I might feel pulsations. I might feel cold. I might feel warmth i was you know doing with reiki i was used to feeling energy i can tell you that there's this is so much different sometimes i might feel that universal life force energy sometimes i might be feeling that that part of the bandwidth
1: renee this is awfully fascinating information i know there's so much more we can talk about but we're just about out of time, so before I let you know, can you let our listeners know where they could go online to find some more information about this topic?
2: I would definitely encourage them to, to check this work out, and it's www.thereconnection.com. That's one way to get there, or Dr. Eric Pearl, like, you know, the Pearl. Okay. And um,
1: so they'll be able to find more information will at thereconnection.com. Lot-
2: They can definitely, I would recommend that they go into the FAQs of frequently asked questions because those are, you know, what people really want to know.
1: Outstanding. Thanks, Renee, and thank you for being with us today on The Pet Place. Thank you. We need to take a quick break now, but don't go away. Toby Scovron, the inventor of the pet loo, is up next, and he'll be talking about some very cool things that he's introducing in his line of indoor pet potty products. And I have to say, he is a really entertaining guy, so you're going to enjoy hearing all about his latest news. Keep your radio tuned right here where it is, and we'll be back with more of the Pet Place on K-Mozart. Welcome back, you're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on K Mozart. I'm Marie Hewlett, and joining me now is Tony Scovron, whose claim to fame is the Pet Lou. Hi Toby, welcome back to the Pet Place.
3: Hi Marie, thanks for having me.
1: Well, you know, it's been a few years since we've had a chance to talk, and you were so much fun last time you were here, that when I found out you had some new news, I couldn't wait to hear all about it. But before we dive into that, could you remind the Pet Place listeners what the Pet Lou is?
3: Yeah, basically the pet is a backyard in a box. Uh, In simple, pets go to the toilet on grass, um, and that's most evident in parks on nature strips when you're walking the dog down the street, Mm -hmm. and in backyards if you're fortunate enough to have one. Uh, Unfortunately, or fortunately in this day and age, a lot of people are opting for smaller dwellings, such as apartments, condos, uh, boats, Um, A lot of people live in uh, rural areas where it snows, um, and not all pets have the luxury of going to a backyard. Um, So what I developed was a backyard, which is basically a patch of grass, and I have a patented drainage system um, that allows pets of all circumstances, all dwellings, uh, apartments, boat owners, nursing homes, you know, uh, regional areas where it's snowing, uh, places where there's wild animals that come in and prey on on uh, the domestic pet, mm-hmm. uh, to have that backyard and still be able to do their business, ones and twos, um, no, matter their, no matter where they live.
1: Okay, so it's like a little patch of, bo- of grass in a box that you have in your house. Mm-hmm. Okay, and is it Correct. real grass or simulated grass?
3: So it is uh, synthetic grass or simulated grass. Um, and the reason for that, everything has a reason with what we do. It's not just a slap-together, spray-and-pray scenario. It's very methodically uh, played out and, and worked out. We make sure we get all the kinks out. The reason why we have a synthetic grass versus a real grass is because the nitrogen in the dog's urine is so acidic that it actually kills real grass. Okay. So if we were to put real grass on our loose which you can, by the way. I mean, you can always go to a Home Depot and buy real grass and put it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find that the maintenance aspect of it is just going to be uh, beyond convenient. Okay.
1: Um, and so
3: with the synthetic grass, you don't have to water it. <laughs> you don't, it doesn't die.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh,
3: the maintenance is very low.
1: Okay. And how does somebody clean it? How does the whole process work?
3: Great question. So um, we've built a system um, to help the uh, pet owner uh, handle it in the most simplistic way possible. Um, basically, we we have a patent around drainage, channeling, and collection. Okay, And what that means is once the dog does his business on the grass, like it would in a normal backyard,
0: mm-hmm.
3: it drains through and lands up in this collection reservoir. Right. So all you have to do is empty this reservoir. It's like a little drawer
0: mm-hmm. uh,
3: to like a desk. Um, pull it out and just and just empty it and dispose of it that way. There are product enhancements that we've developed. Uh, one of the most innovative products that we have is called the Peapod. Um, and basically what that is, <laughs> you can tell we have it little too much fun with our product <laughs> name. Um, but basically the Peapod, the Peapod sits in the collection reservoir mm-hmm. and you, you'd have to see it to believe it. What happens is the second the... Uh, the pet's uh, waste actually hits that pee pod sitting in the cle- in a collection jug. It actually turns the liquid into a solid gel. It traps and encapsulates airborne odors and bacteria, and the whole thing is degradable. Oh, wow. And so, all you're doing from a maintenance perspective is just popping that pod out. It's sort of like an ink cartridge,
0: mm-hmm. popping
3: it out, disposing of it. When you're disposing of it, because it's an eco-friendly uh, pod, it's you know it's degradable. Um, environmentally friendly the, the um uh, you know the the powder that's involved in the pod is uh degradable as well okay. um what happens is you're uh, you just you just turfing the whole thing um and so from that perspective uh everything lands in the catchment junk mm-hmm. as soon as it solidifies you just throw it out and then we have a cleaning solution called wecare which is a play on words yeah spelled w e e Way too much fun, i tell you.
0: Um,
3: W-E-E, care, C-A-R-E. Mm-hmm. And basically what that is is it's a cleaning solution for the pet lube. Okay. Um, that's chemical-free, biodegradable, and environmentally friendly. There's no harsh chemicals. So that when you're cleaning the loo, if the dog or the cat was to come back into contact with it, um, it's not going to be harmful to their paws or their skin or whatever if they did indirectly come into contact with it. Okay. So from those two two items alone, um, we create not only a healthy habitat for the pet, but an environmentally friendly. So it's safe for people, pets, and the planet. So it's a win-win-win.
1: What about the solid waste? I mean, that seems like it would be kind of hard to clean off of synthetic grass.
3: Yep, 100% correct there. Um, There's two ways of looking at it. If your dog is on a really good quality food, um, and there's a lot of great quality foods out there. The solids would just sit on top, um, and you know they wouldn't uh, run into the grass at all. Um, we all know that you know to keep maintain that is somewhat impossible because pets do get into things, and every now and again they have a runnier number two than they should.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: however, um, the grass is non non porous and non absorbent, so basically what happens is um, you can you can wash that off, and it washes off quite well, despite the fact that it's not ideal, um, and it's really not a nice thing to be talking about, mm-hmm. um, it, do, it really does clean up really nicely. So how, the, how do you the, actually uh,
1: the, clean the grass? Do you have to hose it down, or what's the process? You can there? hose
3: it. Yeah, that, I mean, high-power okay. cleaning is probably the best, um, but the maintenance of it is really you only have to do that once or twice a week. Okay. Um, you, between those times, you, you can use air. Um, which is that chemical-free uh, cleaning solution that you can just spray on there and, and and wipe down with a with a rag or a disposable uh, cloth.
1: Well, what do you recommend to someone, let's say, who lives in a high-rise apartment and they're maybe on the 40th floor and and don't have access to a high-powered hose outside? What would be their process for their biweekly cleaning?
3: Yeah, well, the alternative is to um, well, there's a couple of alternatives. One, you can take it to the shower and high power clean in the shower, um, uh, which is very common,
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, or to put it put it in a bag and take it to the local car wash and, and high power spray it down there. Oh, that's a good um, idea. The whole, the, but the whole process is really, I mean, we're talking about the extremity here. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just use We um and high power clean it every every now and again, you're going to be more than uh, satisfied with our product right Great.
1: Hey, do you have any instructional videos that show all this? I mean, it's one thing to talk about it, but it's another thing to actually see it in action.
3: Absolutely. Um there's a couple of ways you can locate us. Um you can find us on our, well, our, our web domain is t h e p e t l o o t h e p e t l o o.com and if you click on uh cleaning or I think there's actually a tab that says tra- uh petloo or the Lou.
0: Mm-hmm. um
3: there's some videos there that look quite detailed. Um, you can find us on Facebook. We have all the videos on Facebook as well. Uh, forward slash is PetLoo, and um, on YouTube we have an awesome channel. And there's actually going to be several new videos coming out towards the end of this month okay. on our YouTube channel as well. So we're pretty into technology over here, and uh, and uh, our video library is is quite extensive.
1: Wow, that sounds very cool. Now I know we're talking about dogs, but do you have a PetLoo for kitties also?
3: You know what? It's, you, we're connecting at the most amazing time as far as our business is concerned.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Um, over the last two and a half years, we have developed a product called Fresh Air by Petlum. Okay. And basically, Fresh Air is the most innovative cat litter um, that is going to hit the market. It literally is going to change the game for the cat litter sector of the industry. Um, and to elaborate a little bit on that, we have developed a product that is so advanced, it destroys bacteria um on contact. Um so basically there is no smell or odor coming from the cat litter box. We have a patented carbon pad which uh which handles the destroying of bacteria. Uh the word destroying is quite aggressive. Um I want you to I wanna I want you to understand that it is completely safe. Um we are completely eco friendly. And the most amazing thing about what we've done is when you have something that's so advanced as far as technology is concerned, you generally expect to pay, you know, probably 30 to 40% more, mm-hmm. um, but you know you're getting the best. In this case, what we've done is we've developed a cat litter that weighs less, costs less, and lasts twice as long. And wow. what I, when I mean when I say twice as long, you, with the exception of having to pick out the solids, um, and when I talk about solids talking about the number twos. I'm not talking about clumping. Mm-hmm. We do not clump. Toby, um, I, I'm
1: getting the uh, time sign from my audio engineer. Do you have more of this information online?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Jump on the com.
1: And all of your kitty on stuff on will be there too. Okay. And
3: yeah, just highlight the fresh air. It's It literally is going to revolutionize and change the game.
1: Wow, it sounds exciting. And thank you so much, Toby, for taking some time this morning to explain it all to us.
3: No problem. Thanks for having me back. It's
1: always a pleasure to be here. Great. It's time to take our last break of the morning, but when we return, be ready for Pet Place News and Events here on KMUXR. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. The Irvine Animal Care Center would like to invite you to their annual kitten and puppy shower where your involvement will shower the shelter's baby animals with needed supplies please bring your puppy and kitten shower gift of milk replacement formula like kmr kmr second stage or espalak kitten nurser bottles cardboard scratchers puppy nyla shoes digital postal scales for weighing the babies and monitoring their growth blankets, towels, puppy training pads, exercise pens, pet store gift cards, pet toys, and any other new or gently used item that the shelter's little orphans could use, the Irvine Animal Care Center has shower registries at Petco, Amazon, and Target where you can see the most needed items, or you can go online at www.irvineshelter.org to see a complete wish list. There are a lot of puppies and kittens that are currently being fostered by volunteers, and this program can only be kept alive by the generous donations of animal lovers like you. So if you'd like to bring a shower gift, head on over to the Irvine Animal Care Center on Sunday, August 12th from 1 to 4 p.m. The shelter is located at 6443 Oak Canyon Road in Irvine. Refreshments will be served, and you can visit with the many beautiful animals that are waiting for homes. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org and send us your comments or suggestions for the show by emailing petplaceradio at gmail.com. That's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend here on K-Mozart. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please spay new neuter your pets and have a wonderful day.